fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it is. is it that time again already? Holy cow, the days fly right on by. I don't know where the first half of 2022 went. It is by far the fastest year that I think I have ever seen, and it's all just a blur for me right now. Even today, trying to get ready. Have you ever had one of those? Are you ever in an industry where it's almost more work to prepare for a day off on a holiday than it is just to be there and do it? Uh, man, I tell you, getting ready for 4th of July... With us being off on Monday, we'll have a best of running uh, for the program on Monday. Just in general, trying to prepare and get things ready for the three-day weekend is insane. It is so busy in it. It's so crazy that sometimes you're just like, man, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we do that to ourselves? Is it really worth it? Or are you just pulling out your hair trying to make it all happen? Welcome into the program. Hopefully you're excited now. I know that glossing is probably starting to happen over the eyes. You're uh, getting ready for the holiday and you just don't want to think about work or really difficult or deep things any longer. So we'll keep it trying light, uh, somewhat lighthearted over the program uh, over the next day or two and talk about some lighthearted stuff-ish. Ish. But we still have a lot to get to. So welcome into the program. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much. All right, bottom of the hour, Drew Thomas Allen, host of the Drew Allen Show podcast. He's a semi-frequent contributor. We'll have him on the show. Looking forward to chatting with him today on some of the latest current events with, you know, the latest Supreme Court hearings and the economy. He's out of California, which I don't know how he does that and survives in the state of California because... I would lose my mind right now, especially with like 7 or $8 gallons of gas. I don't know that I could survive. Got to be honest. And we have a lot of listeners in California with the podcast and with some of the streaming that happens. So if you live in California, I give you massive props and kudos for surviving out there because I just don't know how you actually do it. Biggest news of the day. I think we need to use this as our breaking story of the day. What do you think? Big. I mean, outside of everything else going on with the economy or with the elections or oh, I guess it's kind of sort of with the elections but with the economy and with the Supreme Court decisions and with gun rights and with religious rights regardless of all that the biggest story of the day is there is a new name that's tentatively jumping into the presidential ring of 2024 and apparently it's somebody who thinks they have a lot of influence who thinks they are still a semi-popular individual across the nation, but I honestly don't know how popular they are, and I don't pay attention to them at all in any way, shape, or form, especially after they left one of the shows that I enjoy watching. But the story of the day today, according to FoxNews.com, Howard Stern, the radical shock jock uh, talk show host across the nation that's on Sirius XM, has officially announced his run for president in 2024, and has also announced his running mate. <laughs> what? This has got to be a joke. It's got to be a joke, right? Now, Stephen Colbert, if you remember from, that used to do the Robert Rapport, and now he's doing the late night show that, filled, that uh, took place of David Letterman, which, got to be honest, that was a horrible replacement 
Craig Ferguson, the host of The Late Late Show, formerly The Late Late Show, uh, host on there. He was the one that was supposed to take over. The fact that they didn't do that made me very angry because Craig Ferguson is literally the only late night talk show guy that I actually paid attention to in any way, shape, or form. I don't care about any of those guys. Howard Stern is one of those that I just don't care about at all either. I don't. I respect the heck out of him for what he did for the radio industry. I respect the heck out of him for what he did for media in general and for pushing that boundary and for challenging the status quo and for having fun and setting the stage for quote-unquote shock jocks. Now, if you listen to this program, I am not a shock jock. I am sometimes sarcastic. I sometimes try to be witty, and I sometimes try to be snarky, but I am in no way a shock jock, meaning I just say outlandish things to try to get attention. I don't do that. This is the voice of reason, and we try to bring reason and common sense to the conversation. I'm a Libra. For those that do the zodiac signs and the astrology, I'm a Libra. That means I like balance and harmony in the universe. I can see both sides of the aisle, and while I am conservative, I want to at least try to understand an argument from both sides and be like, you know, I don't agree with it, but I can at least understand the process of the thought. (laughs) And it bugs me. It's one of those OCD moments that breaks my brain when I can't understand the logic behind an argument in some way, shape, or form. Howard Stern is not like that in any way, shape, or form. He is one of those shock jocks that just says really crazy outlandish things and does really crazy outlandish things with different skits and bits and comedy stuff that that has pushed the boundary of media. And I respect him for that. He was the outsider. Lately, over the last couple of years with COVID, we've seen that now him making the multi-millions of dollars that he has in his radio and, and broadcasting career, that he is no longer one of those outsiders or one of the rebels against the system because he was one that was hoping that individuals that did not get the COVID-19 vaccine should die. And he was hoping that they would die because why in the world wouldn't you go out and just jump aboard and get a government vaccine that's not a vaccine because it's still in the trial stages of a uh, uh, an unknown thing that you're injecting into your body. We don't need to go down that road, but Howard Stern kind of jumped on that bandwagon during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I lost a lot of respect for him. I used to enjoy somewhat his radio program, and I used to enjoy him being on America's Got Talent. Yes, I do still watch America's Got Talent, and yes, it is still relatively entertaining to me. Even this season, this season's actually kind of cool. There was like an eight-year-old girl that did the death metal scream. To me, boom, that should be the winner Right there. It was <laughs> it was kind of awesome. Nonetheless, Howard Stern has officially announced his run for president. Again, I don't know if this is tongue-in-cheek or if he's actually serious in doing so. It wouldn't honestly surprise me if he's really taking this serious because he does kind of have a God complex that thinks because he's on serious radio and because of his legacy as a broadcaster that he still wins over the masses and that some for some reason everybody pays attention to him. When I haven't talked or thought about Howard Stern since he left America's Got Talent a few years ago, and that was the last time I even halfway paid attention to the guy. But according to Fox News, he's taken it a step further with even announcing his running mate, which is apparently um, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. That's kind of interesting. Now, I enjoy him as an actor. For those that don't know, he's the one... I believe that played an American Sniper, isn't it? He played an American Sniper. He played in the new movie that was uh, like a country singer that had like Lady Gaga in it. I never saw it, but I saw the previews of it. So he's had a pretty relatively popular 
Uh, oh yeah, he was in the he was in the Hangover. That's where he got started. Was the Hangover? I, again, that was kind of a fun you know, whatever movie. But uh, Bradley Cooper potentially being the running mate with Howard Stern. That right there, my friends, is the most important story that you will hear all day long. And now you have the information of the day. Good night, everybody. Oh, okay. I guess we got to keep going. All right. Here's the latest in what's trending on the important stuff. Here we go. What's trending today? All right. So another ruling comes down from the U.S. Supreme Court. SCOTUS putting another nail in the coffin of the Democrat Party going into election season as they have now ruled on the Clean Air Act, saying that the federal government and the Environmental Protection Agency cannot regulate businesses on a grand national scale for their contribution to quote-unquote climate change by putting greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Oh, boy. I will say there are two issues in the Democrat Party right now that really define what the Democrat Party is. That is social issues with the abortion and the LGBTQ thing and the identity politics. It's all kind of lumped into the social issues there. And then there's the environment. Those are the two things that identify a Democrat as a Democrat, that identifies a progressive as a progressive, that identifies a socialist as a socialist. It's all about the identity politics and controlling the identity politics by putting them in the boxes. And then regulating the environment for what they say is the purpose of saving the environment. I truly don't believe that. Because conservatives, we are conservationists. We are the real, true, genuine environmentalists. Because we actually enjoy going out and hunting and fishing and not getting fish that have three eyes and that have tumors growing inside of them. Because we like to enjoy eating them. We like to go outside and go hunting and go hunt a deer or an elk or a pheasant or a rabbit and not have them have some kind of weird virus in them. We want the environment to be healthy. Now we can have a conversation about the expansion of cities and expansion of, you know, concrete instead of the grass and the trees and everything. Okay, let's have a conversation there. Totally get it. Let's, you know, I I totally agree with the mindset of when you cut down a tree in the Amazon forest, you plant another tree behind it to replace it. I'm all for that stuff, baby. Bring it on. Like, let's not just take everything and then wonder where it all went because that's when you get something like Easter Island and then you're sitting there and saying, hey, There's no trees, there's no food, there's no fish, there's nothing here. I guess we're going to die off or move on. And once we do that for the entire planet, then we can't move on. So I get the conversation there. That's not what these guys are all about. They are the socialist, communist Nazis that are in a nice little cocoon, and the outer cocoon makes them look appealing and beautiful like the environmentalists that give a crap about the planet. They say it's about the environment and greenhouse gases when we know that the most evidence is inconclusive or shows actually that we have very little impact on the environment with our greenhouse gases that we actually admit. We know the trends of the earth that happen, and we know that what the earth does naturally is very little to do with what we actually do. But they lose their minds over these issues. They lose their minds over the animals that are being uh, being harmed or being slaughtered. And the not the fact that the animals are being hurt, but the fact that it's contributing to climate change. They don't like cows out there because of the flatulation they say is causing methane into the atmosphere. And you get the rest of the story. I mean, for God's sake, the Environmental Protection Agency came out with a proposal a few years ago trying to regulate the dust and the dirt that got kicked up by tractors and trucks that drive on gravel and dirt roads in rural communities. Because the dirt, they said, that was flying up into the air as you drive by it with your tires was contributing to climate change. So don't tell me, don't you tell me, that their movement on the left side of the aisle is actually about the greenhouse gases and actually about climate change because it's not. 
It's about the control. And the ones that are really upset about it are the ones that don't have the biggest amount of brain cells anyways. I am told this is a garbage disposal. <laughs> That's still my favorite clip to play. But the U.S. Supreme Court coming out with this big decision, and they're not liking it a whole lot, as according to the Associated Press, and a blow of, uh, with the fight against climate change. Obviously, because there is climate change and we can't fight it now, our hands are tied. The Supreme Court on Thursday limited how the nation's main anti-air pollution law can be used to reduce carbon dioxide emissions from power plants. In a three to, uh, six to three vote, which seems to be consistent over the last week, uh, with conservatives in the majority, the court said that the Clean Air Act does not give the Environmental Protection Agency broad authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions from power plants that contribute to global warming. Meaning, any law when it comes to maybe the uh, uh, the carbon cap and balance, or the, uh, what is it, the uh, carbon caps, where you have to sell them, and you can only produce so much carbon dioxide into the atmosphere from some of these production plants that you can't regulate. The Environmental Protection Agency does not have that power. The decision said environmental advocates and dissenting liberal justices was the major step in the wrong decision. A gut punch, one prominent meteorologist said, at a time of increasing environmental damage attributable to climate change amid dire warnings of the future. So, God bless our three-party system. And I don't normally get to say that because normally the system doesn't work very well in our favor. But God bless the three-party system with the checks and balances that we have in the Supreme Court coming out with these major rulings, one after another, after another, knocking down the Democrat platform one peg after another. It's the bowling pins that are just getting knocked down. Pretty soon it's going to be a straight-on strike for Republicans because soon they won't have a platform to run on because they've been restrained, they've been put in the handcuffs, they've been uh, tied down so they can't abuse their power at the federal level and they're not used to it and they're going to start lashing out. So get ready. Not only are the abortion advocates out there causing havoc, get ready for the Enviro nuts to do the same thing here relatively soon as well. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration, getting closer to the 4th of July celebration. Tomorrow we'll have a little 4th of July hoorah here on the program, so get ready for that as we kick off your holiday the proper way and kick off your weekend. Bottom of the hour, Drew Thomas Allen, Drew Allen Show podcast. He'll be joining us. So we had the U.S. Supreme Court come out today again with another decision the clean air act no you cannot put carbon taxes on individuals no you cannot cap and trade with what you want you can't do these things these are up to the states again the power of the constitution the power of the federal government was limited to very specific items there is not just some broad crazy control of well this is now an issue so the federal government's going to centralize the industry and regulate it ourselves that has been the mindset for years now for decades Really, since the 60s and 70s, when we started uh, increasing all these different administrative and bureaucratic uh, agencies, where they're like, hey, there's an issue. I guess we get to write a bill. We'll put it into the president. They'll sign it through executive order. Oh, we'll throw it into a congressional bill. Whatever. We'll just make it happen because we have the power, baby. That's not, not the case. The states need to handle it on their own because, again, unlike what the federal government and progressives actually understand, Different states have different needs. They have different industries. They have different mindsets. They have different people. They have larger cities or they have rural communities. They have things in between. They have vastly different ways of living and different lifestyles. And the federal government is not capable of micromanaging everybody across this nation. They don't understand that and they don't like that. They are crazy radical control freaks that want to regulate every aspect of your life. AOC, when she came, when she saw this post today, according to uh, the Tweety, with the Supreme Court constraining the EPA's power to regulate greenhouse gases in that vote six to three along ideological lines, a uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez replied and said, "Catastrophic! A filibuster carve out is not enough. We need to reform or do away with the whole thing for the sake of the planet." So now here's the question: What do they have left? What is left for the Democrat platform? Because now that their hands are starting to get tied on immigration issues, on economic issues, on environmental issues, on gun issues, on social issues, they're starting to get their hands tied, rightfully so, without the centralization of a big federal government overpowering everybody with their own decisions based on the political flavor of the day. What do they have left? I mean, they could start campaigning to say they want to change these things, but are they, there's no way, even in their dreams, to be able to get enough individuals to make that change and actually control everybody they want to. It's not going to happen. So what do they have left? Because now the 2A issue, you can't regulate it as much at the federal level, and you sure can't regulate it more at the statewide level either. Abortion's been brought back to the state, although there is a couple judges now trying to stop some of the abortion bans in certain states across the nation. So it's still going to linger at the statewide level for a while. 
You have the restrict uh, the restricting of religious practice that Democrats have loved for a while. That's gone to the wayside now with the football, uh, the high school football coach up in Washington that's allowed to come back and pray on the field if they choose to do so. They lost that argument. Now we have regulating the environment to where the states get to make their own decisions. Andy, it's a global issue. It's not a state issue. Understand that. But again, with the different needs at the different states, they can handle things differently. Again, everybody wants a healthy environment. If you don't care about the environment in any way, shape, or form, and you just want to throw trash down, and you just want to litter, and you just don't give a crap, then yeah, you're the problem with society. Because everybody wants a healthy uh, environment. We want things to be clean. We want things to be tidy. We want things to be healthy. We want to see beautiful trees. We want to see green grass. We want to see bees fl- uh, flying around. We want to see fish that are healthy so we can fish them and eat them. We want to see animals flourishing so we can eat them and we can enjoy them as well. We want to see birds flying in the air so we can take pictures of them and try and figure out which ones they are when we get really old and we have nothing else to do with our life. We want to see these awesome things. We don't want to ruin the environment. We're conservationists. But it's not about conservation to them. It's about the control. And that's why they're angry, because when a narcissist loses control, they start to lash out. Drew Thomas Allen coming up right around the corner. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Last half hour on the home stretch here for a pre-Friday celebration. Again, make sure to check in tomorrow. Get you set and get you all feeling good for the 4th of July celebration. That's what we're all about here on the program. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time so now i ask you again where do the democrats go from here into election season they've been stopped on guns they've been stopped on abortion they've been stopped on religious practice restrictions they've been stopped on regulating the environment at a national level the left wing losing their mind aoc calling it catastrophic with the latest supreme court decision today Then on top of that, you can't run on the economy, you can't run immigration, you can't run on foreign policy, you can't run on, you know, just creating peace or anything. (laughs) What do you have left? It's kind of an interesting conversation. Let's go there with our next guest on the program. What's trending today? As he is a regular contributor on this show. Which you can find him on his social media at Drew Thomas Allen. He is the host of the Drew Allen Show podcast as well. Drew Allen online with us. Drew, how are you, my friend? 
Oh, good to be with you as always. Two uh, millennial ministers of truth here reporting Ooh, for duty. I like that. Yes, the two ministers of truth on the millennial side. I tell you, we have to represent because the AOCs get all the credit for the millennial generation, and it makes us look bad. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, when we open our mouth, brilliance ensues, and when she opens her mouth, just like that clip you played before, uh, pure idiocy ensues. So, uh, you know. We'll keep at it. We'll keep at it. You're right. That is, by far, that is still my favorite audio clip that I play on this program. I am told this is a garbage disposal. <laughs> I, I still love it. I can't get enough of it. That's years old now, but I don't care. That still brings a smile to my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I hadn't heard that, so you introduced me to that clip, so I appreciate it. Oh, that's outstanding. All right, I got to get your thoughts. We've had... An entire week full of Supreme Court decisions that have been laid out, which they usually do at the end of June, but they usually do it when they're standing in front of the courthouse and they're releasing all of these opinions in person. They haven't been able to do so because of the uh, security concerns with the U.S. Supreme Court now because the other side obviously is so violent and angry with the decisions that are coming out. But they have come back against states that are trying to restrict concealed carry permits like the state of New York. They came back and they reversed Roe v. Wade, allowing states to actually make their own decisions on the abortion issue. They've come out and they've defended the individual that was doing prayers on the football field as a high school football coach in the state of Washington. Now today they've come out and they've reversed the EPA's role on how much power they have when it comes to carbon regulations. I mean, Drew, they've literally just put the stake in the heart of every single major policy platform that Democrats have had for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, and I love your point you made about how, where did they go from here. I mean, all the things they run on, the Supreme Court, the highest uh, court in the land, just told them they can't do any of it. It's all unlawful and unconstitutional. And look, you know, I, I, I'll be the first. Look, I'm a constitutional conservative first, right? So I'll be the first person to call out something that's a bad decision. Uh, but all these were sound constitutional decisions. They needed to take place, and they helped restore our republic to what it was intended to be by the founding fathers. I, I would argue even that that this last week, these, these four cases, uh, decisions made by the Supreme Court, this was the greatest week uh, in American history uh, since uh, the Civil Rights Act uh, of 1964 was passed. Uh, I mean, what we've seen is decade after decade after decade of unconstitutionality ensue. I mean, if you look at the, the first case, right, overturning the, the concealed carry restrictions in New York City, that was a law, an unconstitutional law, by the way. They had been on the books for 100 years. Yeah. That's how long we've been tolerating this type of unconstitutionality. And all of these cases uh, have brought us closer to the, 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 the product that was envisioned by our founding fathers. So here's the big question now that we go into midterm election season. Does this kill off enthusiasm for Democrats because they feel defeated, or does this re-energize them when they haven't been energized and they've been down anywhere between 15 to 16 points in the polls nationally uh, early on for the early polls now? Does this invigorate them to show up to the polls because they've been angry like we have been for years? Does this actually help Democrats in the elections? I really genuinely don't think so. I mean, I think the pragmatic... Uh, answer firstly is that look midterms are still in November right we've th- these decisions have come out it's about to be July so we've got months for this to kind of cool down uh, people have attention spans like goldfish and uh, they'll try their best to keep this up in the meeting keep people angry but at the end of the day what's really confronting people economic issues right inflation those aren't discriminatory um, these issues aren't going to weigh heavy on somebody's mind uh, when they can't afford to put gas in their car 
when they have a hard time affording groceries, going out to eat, all these sorts of things, business owners and so on and so forth. So I just don't think this this plays into their hand. Um, I mean, sure, maybe some more folks show up to vote, but that, that, that doesn't discard the fact that you've got a Hispanic community that has abandoned the, the Democratic Party. These issues aren't going to change their minds. In fact, you know, uh, uh, you know, the Hispanic community is overwhelmingly Catholic. They're actually uh, pro, uh, pro-life. And we saw that in, in Texas. That was the second heaviest Hispanic district in the entire country. And Myra Flores won in a special election. Now, she's going to have to run again in November. And there was relatively small turnout for the special election. But her opponent ran as a pro-life Democrat. So what does that tell you about the Hispanic community? That's not a winning issue for them. And, and, and you know, I mean, they're, they're losing ground on the African-American front as well, not to the extent that they have with the Hispanic community. But I, I don't think there's any putting the genie back in the bottle. I think, I think that this is a movement, you know, to be on the conservative side right now. We're the counter-revolution. And I don't think there's any stopping you or me. And I think we speak for a lot of people, and they feel the same way. You know, you bring up a really great point. I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. Republicans, after the whole abortion issue coming back down to the states, a reversal of Roe v. Wade, the national poll shows that Republicans actually jumped a point in the lead they have over Democrats for the election. So while they anger their minority base, I don't think it's going to change any outcome for the elections because you're right. I mean, emotion, uh, anger is a very intense emotion for individuals and it's hard to sustain that level of intensity from june at the end of june now going into november four or five months later you can't maintain that level of hatred and anger for that long without getting burnt out so while they're hyped up now they could very well just kind of die off and go away by uh, over the next couple months yeah and the other thing that's also pragmatic is just historically People don't look. A lot of people don't vote even in presidential elections in this country. It's kind of uh, amazing, actually, uh, because it's such a blessing that we have that 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 right. Um, but people generally they don't show up for midterm elections. You know that's why the 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 party that's not in power generally takes back seats in the House and the Senate. So you know this isn't about Trump. They were able to to manufacture that anger, uh, you know, to get people out of the polls. I mean, despite the, the tomfoolery that went on in the elections, you know, they, they did have a, a lot of robust support, uh, you know, that was anti-Trump from, from their side. But, but this is a midterm election. We have to keep that in, in perspective as well, I think. So, no, I think that our side is much more fired up. We understand the stakes. And um, I, just, I just don't see the, the Democrats, any of this helping them. The good part about all this is that for the first time in a really, really long time, the Republican Party as a whole, predominantly Donald Trump, because we got to give Donald Trump credit where credit's due here. That's right. Donald Trump did that. <laughs> uh, if we looked at the long-term goal in the long-term game for the first time as a Republican Party in a really long time. I've always said on this radio program that Democrats are really good at playing that long-term game, incrementalizing, putting people in place to where even when they're out of office, then they continue on with their agenda. I mean, that was the FDR style, was uh, the tr- complete socialist transform- transformation and revolution in this country by increments to where we don't realize it. Donald Trump was the first one to really start playing this game, which is why now we're seeing the results of his U.S. Supreme Court that he put into place just years ago, and we're finally starting to see these things. And I think, uh, I hope that the Republicans take this as a lesson to say, wow, we can't get everything all right now. Let's start planning long-term for the game. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the Supreme Court is the perfect example of that. It does exemplify it. I mean, I wish the Republicans would do it more often, but 
look, this is a moment to be thankful, uh, to be frankly jubilant about what's happening in this country. I mean, you know, the media will make you still upset the way they talk about things, the way they, they, they try and rile up anger. But look, this is, this is huge. I mean, the reason the left is so outraged right now is because we are winning. We're stacking up W's. And, and look, they're a bunch of petulant children. You know, their party tells them that, you know, uh, that they, they're, they're never going to lose. They can't lose. They're just going to march forward without any kind of opposition. And prior to Donald Trump, that was largely the case because you had, you know, people who wanted to lose with dignity, right? Your Mitt Romney type, so on and so forth. But Donald Trump, I mean, you know, really to his credit, he did change the entire political landscape in this country. You know, um, he, he obviously exposed the left, uh, but he also, I think, uh, paved the way for people like you and me even uh, to become more outspoken. Uh, you know, we don't we don't buy this this kind of, well, you have to act and talk and and have a certain cadence. You know, this, this is what they do when they have these phony J6 hearings and they prop up, uh, you know, their 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 uh, star witnesses. Right. They train them and they, they have this high. Um, yes, I have so much credibility as I'm about to spew lie after lie out of my mouth. I mean, that that's what they do. Barack Obama, when he talks about destroying the country. Yeah, it's a really good thing. We're going to destroy the country. You know, they, they say it calmly, but screw that. You know, you know, we're Americans. Um, uh, we let our emotions go wild. Well, yeah, and that's led to a lot of individuals running for office that normally wouldn't, which is why we see a Myra Flores down in Texas, which is why we see a Lauren Bober out of Colorado, which is why we see a Billy Prempa out of New Jersey right now. We're seeing people that normally would never run or never think they would have a chance in politics because they've never been in politics say, you know what? I'm the mama bear, I'm a truck driver, I'm a blue-collar worker, I'm sick and tired of it, and you know what, I can have a voice in this system and try and change it as well, and that's the kind of revolution we're starting to see right now, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, because, you know, the upshot of what's happened is, you know, it, it's the silent conservatism, right, the silent majority. You know, the, the left has never had a problem speaking their mind and, and trying to take the moral high ground. The problem, of course, has always been, uh, people on our side who are timid, uh, who are afraid to speak their mind because of the attacks. That's not happening anymore, well, that are just right? angry. That are and just so, kind of closing up. Yeah, Drew, I hate to cut you off here. I yeah. didn't look at the time. we got to take a hard break here. But Drew Allen, uh, Drew Thomas Allen, when we come back, I want to continue that conversation with him. But, yeah, the revolution from the Republican side, we are working very hard. We're making it happen, and we're seeing the results. The long-term investment, the long-term gains that we're seeing as the party, and we're watching the Democrats go down in flames. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reasons throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, it goes by way too fast. We're just having a good old conversation. Have to be interrupted by commercial breaks and stuff. No, we love all of our partners, all of our sponsors on the program, and we are just moving right along. The fastest hour of radio on radio. Plus TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you watch or check out the program. We're hanging out today with Drew Allen, Drew Thomas Allen on social media. Host of the Drew Allen Show podcast. All right, Drew. So you mentioned, and I got to bring this up, and we got to have some fun with it. You mentioned the January sixth hearings because, again, we need to distract everybody from the hands that are tied, the handcuffs that are on the Democrats right now. That they have to say, "Well, look at how evil the Republicans are and how evil Donald Trump is," because apparently he's just a guy who reaches across the entire limousine and tries to grab the steering wheel and choke out a secret service agent. Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got in the beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off the record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby he thought that they were going up to the Capitol, and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it, it's not secure, we're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Now, Drew, I'm telling you, I mean, he's got to be a pretty limber guy there. And this may be true, I guess, but when you have Secret Service agents as well coming out saying they testify under oath, saying that it's a load of crap, then doesn't that just lose credibility for the entire January 6th hearing, you think? Yeah, I mean, look, the fact that they didn't even corroborate the story before, they've admitted that. Uh, this is secondhand hearsay information, which would never be permissible in actual court of law, but this is not a court. This is a Soviet-style show trial. Um, 
And look, this was not a uh, surprise hearing, right? I mean, it was, it was a surprise to the American people when they announced they were going to have it all of a sudden. But they subpoenaed uh, uh, the Hutch there that, that was speaking back on November 9th, 2021. And I had, a, I had a piece in town hall today about this very thing. I mean, look, the, the point of the J6 committee, remember, we have to go back to, 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 to understand all this. We have to go back to, you know, January 6th, right? I mean, they impeached Donald Trump for high crimes and misdemeanors, and they were determined uh, to prove that he incited an insurrection. Now, the reason they wanted to, yeah, I mean, none of that was true. It was hyper, hyperbole, and it wasn't was even based in fact, actually. But, you know, insurrection in the Constitution, you know, that, that, that disqualifies someone from running for office. So that's why they went that route. But in a bipartisan way, they couldn't convince enough senators to go along and, and convict him. And so then they hurriedly put together the J6 committee, which wouldn't have any bipartisan uh, obstacles in the way. Right. It was all pro impeachment, anti Trumpers on there. And yeah. so the J6 committee's purpose, uh, it was to create the crime that they wanted to accuse Trump of having committed inciting an insurrection. Right. And then to create the evidence they believed they needed to get the conviction. So what we saw on Tuesday was the manufactured evidence that they think they need. And uh, I mean, I, the bombshell of Tuesday was that the, the left revealed the inspiration um, uh, and their tactics, their playbook, because they're basing this off of a Supreme Court case, a sentence from a Supreme Court case in 1969. And that is their that is what is guiding them, their blueprint to try and get an impeachment, because the, the real audience on Tuesday was not the American people. It was federal prosecutors working for Merrick Garland, who they're trying to convince they have a strong case to to convict him in a federal court. Well, and it reinforces the plan, like you said, the game plan and the blueprint of a plan that they've used for years because they did the exact same thing with the Trump uh, Russian collusion, where it wasn't the actual individual involved in the case. It was the hearsay third party objector that worked then. They're trying to make it work right now. They don't have any solid evidence from the firsthand accountees. They have it from uh, someone who heard it from someone who actually said that they heard it from someone witness it. And that just doesn't work in the court of law, but it works in the game of politics. We're out of time, my friend. It's Drew Allen. Drew Thomas Allen on social media. Drew Allen Show podcast. Drew, always good to talk to you, my friend. It goes my way too fast. You too, brother. Talk to you soon. Hey, sounds great. Always a pleasure. We'll get him back on the show again real soon. That is it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit as we get you set for the 4th of July celebration tomorrow. Stay tuned in. We are live tomorrow. Another day we are recorded on Monday for your best up program on the 4th of July Independence Day. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.